Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. The reading's in two parts. Um, carries on from one part to the next part when I come up and do the second part. Um, it can be found on page 1070 of the Bibles in church. And it's John chapter 6, starting at verse 22. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that they'd gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, They got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works that God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Val. Good morning, everyone. Half past nine, we'd have been thinking about leaving for church soon a few weeks ago. Um, My name is Andy, and can I add my welcome, especially to the guides and brownies and cubs and scouts and all that. I work with Paula, I do, I do, I'm the youth and families worker, and I think that's why I get to do the all age, because you've got the children, and you've got the grown-ups, and so I'm in the middle, okay? And kids, this is for you, right? I know some of the stuff I'm going to say in a minute will seem a bit long and a bit complicated, but try. I've, I've done the best job I can at making it so you can understand it too. And grown-ups, don't, don't think it's just because I'm using this tone of voice, or because I'm sometimes using short words that it's not for you. Okay, this is God's word. It speaks to all of us. Um, So let's go. It's Harvest Sunday. Okay, and it's good, isn't it? It's wonderful to celebrate everything that God provides, especially the food we have and all that that involves. And yeah, obviously plants and animals and the weather and stuff. But, you know, farms, farmers, drivers, shopkeepers, software developers, making sure that your online shopping trolley stays full during the week so you can, all of that. And we're conscious that most of us, if not all of us, enjoy these things. Uh, And we're grateful, and that's quite right. We know that others don't. And so we will give food in just a moment 
to help people, and that's quite right too. We're going to read a story, well, we just read actually, thanks, Val, um, that follows on from a story, I should say, where Jesus fed a huge number of people. Does anyone remember that? He fed, it says 5,000 in the book, but that's actually 5,000 men. That's more like 10,000 people. And do you know what he fed them with, anyone? It was just before, you can have a look, have a look at the beginning of chapter 6. Go on, have a look. You should have a Bible nearby you. If you, don't, if you can't read, you get a free pass on this one. Um, but have a look, have a look. What's going on? What's going on? How, what, what do they feed these people with? Shall I show you? Josie's going to help me with this one. Josie, what have you got there? You've got a, you got a lunchbox. You literally have a little boy's lunchbox. That's, that's my son's lunchbox. Can you just feed the room, please, with that? That would be great. Thanks. Go on. Go on. Just, just feed everyone. That would be ideal. Val looks hungry. Go on. Just, just give... No? What's, what's the problem? There's not enough, is there? And yet Jesus fed all those people with a lunchbox. And we're actually, do you know what? Oh my goodness, look at all the leftover bread. Children, I need your help. I've got trolleys. We're going to go around and gather the leftovers. Okay, quick. And you two as well. Yeah, go on. Children, I need, I need at least seven. We've got seven trolleys. You can just pop that down and grab a trolley, JC. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. And then, guys, this is your opportunity to give to those who need the stuff that we've got. So if you just go around the church, brilliant, gathering up all the leftover basketfuls of bread, that'd be fantastic. It will take a minute. Maybe we could have some light music or something in the background. <laughs> oh, superb work. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Okay, you just come and you park these ones over here. That's brilliant. Jesus had like 10,000 people and a lunchbox, and he fed them all, and then he gathered up all these leftovers. You can see it earlier in the chapter we're reading. And there were 12 basketfuls of leftover. That's like a clue. Um, if you, there's a table of weights and measures in the front of your Bible. I'm pretty sure, don't check, but I'm pretty sure you would find that 12 basketfuls is exactly the same as seven co-op trolleys. Um, <laughs> seven co-op trolleys of leftovers. But the 12 basketfuls is a clue. It's like a puzzle piece that fits the shape. Okay. Jesus is providing just enough bread for, for 12, 12 tribes, all of God's people. Okay. It's supposed to give us a clue. But then when he's done with that, Jesus moves on. Okay, he goes on later that night. He says to the disciples, now you go on, you take the boats, and I'll catch up with you. And he doesn't call for an Uber. Um, he actually walks to catch up with them. And he walks on the water. That's in verses 16 to 21. Again, have a look. If you've got a Bible, go and have a look. He walks to catch up with them on the water. I can't do that. I weigh too much. Well, Jesus weighed too much as well. It was a miracle. Okay, and the reader of John's gospel is thinking, whoa. Who is this guy, this, this bread maker, who can do stuff that only God can do? Who is he? And you might be thinking that having read it this morning. And like the first readers, we might wonder who he is, or we might think we know who he is. But all of us, whether we're 5 or 15 or 50, at some level might be wondering, well, well what is it about him? Is this the man who can provide for me? Maybe it's bread, but maybe it's more than just bread. What about the things I really need or really want? Can this man make okay all the things that people have done to me? Can he make okay all the things that I've done wrong to other people? Can he wipe away my tears? Can he help me in the middle of the bullying or the pressure at work or the failure or the guilt? Can this man save me? 
Well, the crowds, they realize there's all these people, and they realize something about this man. They actually try and make him king when he's done the whole bread thing. Um, but they've made two really big mistakes, okay? And that's what we're going to look at this morning, two really big mistakes. They're not the two classic blunders for Princess Bride fans. They haven't gone involved in a land war in Asia, and they haven't gone up against the Sicilian when death is on the line, okay? These are two different big mistakes. They've mistaken the giver, and they have mistaken the gift. So we'll pick it up. They're chasing the magic bread maker, okay? Because he, 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 they don't know how he left, but he left somehow overnight. The boats had gone. We thought Jesus was here. He's gone. Verse 22. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there, and Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that he had gone away, they had gone away alone. Well, then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Well, once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got in the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. Hey, Frank, where did the bread maker go? Get in the boats, let's find him, lads. And we can understand. They just saw him feed 10,000 people from a lunchbox. You know, if they can make this guy sit still, they'll never have to work again. They want to be, you know, if they want him on their side, forget Rishi Sunak. Forget Keir Starmer, this guy is a one-man answer to the cost of living crisis. He can just make bread. Cross-party consensus. We want the bread maker in charge. And they catch up with him. Verse 25. They found him on the other side of the lake. They asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. They found him, but they they don't see him yet, not really. They want the bread. They want full tummies. They, They saw the sign, but they didn't see the sign, if you like. They saw the bread, but they couldn't see what it meant. They just see Jesus, the cosmic bread maker. He's a giant bread maker, okay? Ta da! bread maker. It's Paula's bread maker, actually. Okay. They have him, and they always have bread. It's like a magic bread maker. But Jesus sees their mistake. He says, oh, you don't get it. You're looking for me for the wrong reasons. Don't waste your energy trying to find bread that will just go moldy. Put your, put your energy into finding bread that never goes off. The son of man, which he means himself, He can give you that bread. God's rubber stamped him. He's given him the divine seal of approval. And this guy, this son of man, can give you forever bread. You'd be much better off, Jesus says, trying to find that. But they don't see. They don't really believe what he's saying. They don't get it. They think they found a giant bread maker. And their next question is, well, how do I make it work? Let me think. Um... Okay, uh, they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Okay, how can we make this bread maker work? And Jesus answers, well, you know, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he sent. Thereafter, one thing, Jesus is offering quite another. They stood in front of the bread maker saying, oh, there must, there must be a slot for our money. Or, um, no, okay, well, we'll try some other things. Here we go, look, what have we got? We've got some, we've got some good works. Okay, maybe this will make it work. Does anyone know how this? No? Is that? No? Oh, mate, mate. Oh, I've always obeyed my parents. Maybe if I always obey my parents, it, it will, then maybe it will, 
No? Oh, man, oh, well, I've been really kind to all, all my friends and some of the people that aren't my friends. Maybe if I just, oh, I don't know, I don't know. How do I make it work? I go to church a lot. I tell my friends about Jesus. Ah, oh, the bread maker's not working. I can't make it do what I want. But Jesus is over here pointing to himself. The sign that the bread was pointing to, but they only see the sign. Jesus says the only work that you need to do, the only effort you need to put in is to trust me. The only thing you have to do is come to me and I will do it for you. But they just want to know what they have to do to get the bread. Well, they may think he's a giant bread maker, but they're not completely stupid. They do realize that Jesus is making some huge claims. So, they say, if you are the one with God's stamp of approval, if you are like the prophet Moses, yeah, if you really can produce this forever bread, prove it. Oh, I don't know. Um, a miracle, perhaps, would be enough. Yeah, you could, um, oh, I don't know, you could um, give us some bread. <laughs> the good stuff, you know, the heaven stuff, not the lunchbox trick. I mean, we're talking about the real deal, like with Moses. So they asked him, verse 30, have a look down if you can read. They asked him, what sign will you give us that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Oh, our ancestors, they ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Go on then, prove it, Jesus. You say we can't see, well, show us. But they're still treating him like the bread maker. They're remembering, they think, the OG bread maker, that was Moses, you remember? Manna in the wilderness, all of that. That's from a previous All Days talk. Really pleased to reuse that. Um, but they've misunderstood, haven't they? Jesus sees that they've misunderstood. They've, they've mistaken the giver. Jesus said to them, verse 32, very truly I tell you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. It was never Moses that gave them bread. It was always God. And God is still giving, even as he's, Jesus is speaking, he's still giving true bread from heaven. They've mistaken where salvation comes from and how it works. We're going to start to see here that they've mistaken the gift too, but we'll deal with that in just a moment. Our second reading continues on page 1070, and it starts at verse 34 of John 6. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thank you again, Val. They have totally mistaken the giver, and we started to see, and we see now they've totally mistaken the gift too, okay? You remember Jesus says, it's not Moses who's given you the bread, it's my father. And they respond mockingly, verse 34. This is not, this is not like a genuine question. This has got an edge to it, you know what I mean? Oh, well, sir, they said, always give us this bread then. They're getting a bit frustrated. Go on then, give us this bread, Mr. Breadmaker, this wonder bread that you're talking about. And Jesus responds, Jesus declares, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus himself is the gift. God and not Moses is the true giver. And Jesus and not manna is the true gift. Jesus is not a cosmic bread maker that we can use and operate with buttons and manipulate to get what we want. But he is divine bread. So just, you know, because... Ta-da, look, fresh from the... Oh, here we go, co-op. Um, there we go. I thought if it was Jesus, we couldn't get sliced white. We had to get like a real-looking bread, okay? <laughs> Jesus is divine bread. He is the true giver, and he is the true gift. He's the bread of life. Not that he fills our tummies. This will fill my tummy very nicely at lunchtime. Um, not that we literally eat him. I fully intend to literally eat this after the service. But through faith, we feed on him. And he gives us life that never ends. He meets our most fundamental needs. He satisfies our most profound longings. Children, I appreciate there were some long words. It means if we say sorry to him, if we give him control of our lives, then he will provide us with what we need forever. He promises even that when we die, he'll make us alive again. He'll make all the sad things in our lives and in this world come untrue. But these guys don't see, they don't believe. They look at Jesus and they see a bread maker. They don't see forever bread. They see a bread maker for temporary bread. They see the sign, but they can't see the thing it signifies. They want a bread maker that they can operate, that gives them what they want for this life, bread they can work for. And I wonder, honestly, brothers and sisters, young and old, do we? I gave God my good works. Now where is my bread? Why isn't it working? Ah! I've been so obedient, so obedient. Where's my sliced white tiger bread, Jesus? been to church, I go to see you. I was even on PCC. Why hasn't he given me the, the marriage that I really want? The children that I so desire? I obey mummy and daddy. I've been kind to my brother most of the time. Why is grandma still sick? But as Jesus says to them, verse 36, he says, as I told you, you've sinned me and still you do not believe. They, they want a different giver. They want a different gift. And they don't get it. And you might wonder, we might reasonably question, has Jesus failed? Has his sign not worked? John knows we might be thinking that. Jesus has shown them the miracle. He's explained it, and yet they don't get it. And that's, that's why we get this bit that happens next. Verse 37, again, if you can read, look down. All those the Father gives me will come to me. 
And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. No, Jesus hasn't failed. He's doing the will of his Father. Him and his Father are working as one. And what is the Father's will? We'll have a look. It carries on. He says, Jesus says, verse 38, I've come down from heaven not to do my... (laughs) Down from heaven, like the bread, yeah? I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. His will is that all that the Father draws, all who see and believe in Jesus, will have eternal life. Jesus is the bread of life. And all who come to him in faith, because the Father has drawn them, the Son will never let them go. And we probably are asking, we certainly ought to ask, well, have I seen? Have I believed? How would I know? Well, look to the Son. The Son will give his body. The Son will pour out his blood for all who believe in him. God is not a bread maker, giving us the things we want for this life. God is... And children, I think you might have seen this before in church, but God is a loving Father. And he gives his son, and his body will be broken. For the sins of people like you and me. His blood will be poured out for the sins of people like you and me. To bring home his lost and rebellious children. Look to the son the bread of life, to his body torn on the cross. This is not God, the giant bread maker, that we operate with levers and buttons to get what we want. This is God, the generous giver, the loving father, who offers us the body and blood of his son so we can be forgiven and restored and enjoy eternal life. And if you've put your faith in him, you have seen, you have believed. Any one of us, Five, fifteen, fifty, even more. You can believe in him this morning. It's not complicated. No one is too old or too young. No one is too bad. No one's been so good they don't need to. And look, it's good. It's really good. Vital even. To remember at harvest the good gifts that God gives to all people. To be generous with what we've been given. But there is no greater gift that God has given than his son. And it would be the saddest thing in the whole world to see the signs and they're not the thing that they signify. 